go deep. Thank you for listening to GDP. Go Deep the Podcast. You can find us on all forms of social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You're always welcome to reach out to our cast members. Sternsy, Motorsports Mofo, Lord Fawn, Big Mikey, T.O. Big Show, and Sassy K. Thank you for listening and your support. Go Deep. All right, folks. Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast. That's GDP. On today's show, we have Motorsports Mofo, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Always happy to be here. Happy to be uh, enjoying this lovely track weather we've been having. It is pretty lovely, isn't it? Isn't it? So, have you been at the track as of recently, or uh, what's yeah. the deal on that? Yeah, well, the trials and tribulations, Murphy's Law, we have been. Um, it uh, we it was not necessarily our uh, our thing, but we uh, came home on the trailer. But uh, we did get some data, pulled some. Uh, decent information out of the uh the day and uh we fixed and uh, we've been back at uh hard at it on the dyno thanks to uh the guys there at agp speed and custom for uh throwing another wicked tune at this bad boy and uh we're gonna be trying it again in about another week going back to uh, Cayuga, giving it an absolute shit and hoping for the best excellent excellent so before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we're going to be talking about today hey mofo just a quick question uh what is going on right now in nascar since the last time we spoke yeah, so what isn't going on, John? Uh, basically, NASCAR is in what we call or like to call internally the uh, NASCAR silly season, and you've got a lot of drivers that are going to be on the move for next season. Uh, contracts uh, being discussed and signed off on, much like any other sport where, you know, you're, you see no one can confirm anything, no one knows anything, but everyone's going somewhere. And uh, But, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, faces are on the move. I know Brad Kisowski just uh, recently re-signed again with Penske, which is uh, good to see. Happy for Brad. And, uh, you know, I know Jimmy's going to be uh, retiring, you know, obviously at the end of the season, as everyone knows. So it's going to be interesting who lands uh, who lands over there at Hendrick Motorsports. Um, but, yeah, like as for as for race wins there, we had uh, Dover, the Monster Mile, and uh, the first uh, race there that was taken by Denny Hamlin. So uh, shout out to Denny having a very successful season. And uh, Harvick uh, took the uh, the race on the Sunday, so that's seven for Harvick. So, I mean, if you're looking at your uh, playoff pool or, you know, who you think might win the championship, I think it's pretty clear. Like, you know, you got two contenders and the rest of the field is just trying to make the show. But, uh, yeah, and then also developing, I'm not sure if you've heard, uh, John, but uh, there's a lot of speculation or rumor, as, as and it's strictly only a rumor, so we won't know. Okay. But there is rumor that um, apparently uh, Michael Jordan might be maybe looking to buy into a NASCAR Cup team, which would be pretty what? cool. What? Everybody loves Mike, right? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's good for the, I think it's good for the sport, diversity, um, you know, he's a competitor. I mean, obviously, like, we all remember him growing up, like, watching him play, uh, with the Bulls, I remember a little bit of him playing with the White Sox, and I don't know that went uh, the way he thought it would go, but, you know, what the hell, maybe give racing a shot. And I don't mean that it would be Michael in the car, but uh, that he would be a team owner or buying in on a team. And there's speculation or rumor been swirling around maybe something with the RPM guys, Richard Petty Motorsports. So it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a very interesting uh, couple of weeks going forward. But, uh, again, as I said, with the NASCAR silly season, no one can confirm anything. No one knows nothing. So it uh, keeps everyone up in the air guessing. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, if we see a return of Kyle Larson for 2021. I know we've discussed uh, him in the past in past podcasts, but, you know, as I, I do maintain, uh, as much as I was definitely harsh on him, I do have to say that, you know, I, I'm a believer that everyone does deserve a second chance. And, uh, you 
you know, a rebirth or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of developing storylines going on. I mean, we'll just have to uh, wait and see and then follow uh, follow up with it in the future for sure. And, uh, obviously, I know you're going to be tuning into Daytona this Saturday, right? Well, if I don't, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be on the phone. You don't worry. And I'm sure that your phone will be off the hook. It always is. All right, <laughs> so I guess uh, we'll move right along. Yeah, let's do it. To see some restrictor plate racing, and if you've never checked out a restrictor plate race, uh, make sure you check it out. And for those that don't know what a restrictor plate is, it's basically just like a, a plate they put on, you know, to eliminate or, or limit how much air fuel mixture is coming through the intake into the engine, and uh, creates more of a pack racing mentality, and uh, makes for some very exciting drama. So yeah, we got Daytona coming up. Very much looking forward to that this Saturday night. Sounds like uh, scuba diving minus the air tank on the back, bud. Well, who who doesn't love a good free dive, right? <laughs> yeah, usually. I saw it. I saw it in a movie once, actually, and it, it worked out horribly wrong. Um, but you know what? I was always told as a kid, like, don't always believe what you see in movies. So, I mean, I'm sure if it worked out horribly wrong diving, you know, to unruly depths without air. Like, I'm sure, it'll go well <laughs> for us, right? <laughs> I I don't see what could go wrong, John. I really don't. I think uh, you're living in a closet. And uh, you're not really seeing what's I think, going on I in the world. I think it's carbon but, yeah. monoxide in the garage. I think that's what it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> the meat and potatoes of today. Uh, the reason we wanted to talk is we wanted to talk about cars. And yeah, I know every time me and you speak, we speak about cars. But there's so many different facets of cars that we could cover that we could literally just dedicate the show to that. But we're not going to. But we're going to dedicate this episode. I uh, to I always try to uh, to reach out, and again, if people have questions, I, I like to cover all sorts of. I've always maintained I'm an automotive enthusiast, and uh, I try to cover a number of various facets within the car community and the the car uh, interest. So always uh, always game to chat, even if it's not about racing. Excellent. So today we're going to be talking about, uh, I guess it's uh, compact cars, right? So like entry level cars. They're not all. Well, I guess you can go smaller, but uh, I think this is like the normal family car, if you will, because you have expertise, you know, working with cars. And I, I believe you have dealership experience, too, if, if I'm not. Yeah, I do have some time spent uh, within the trade there at both dealers and small uh, independent shops, um, obviously for legalities and just for professionalism standpoint, I will not be specifically naming any dealers nor manufacturers. But, um, ah, you know, what the hell, we will name some manufacturers, but I will not be naming uh, the one you specifically worked for. I'm pretty sure I, I will discuss it in a very loose sense, but I will not, as I said, be, uh, I won't call any dealership out, but I mean, again, this is all, I have friends at other dealers. I have, you know, a series of contacts. I've always sort of kept up and I can say that like, you know, some of these views or, or ideologies are from a very, uh, a wide cast net spectrum. So. Okay, yeah. okay, that Looking makes sense. Looking forward to uh, getting into it. All right, so I've picked out a couple cars, and uh, we may not... dangerous. Yeah, this may not uh, be a perfect thing, but I'm in the market for a car, okay? Don't um, do it. Yeah, honestly. Besides the insurance part that uh, feels like someone's literally milking my prostate, I uh, am looking for something that's reasonable. We've already got a car, uh, well, sorry, a truck, and we're happy mm-hmm. with it, but I need a truck or a car rather, just to get to work and back. And I'm not really into the used car stuff. I know some people are, and that's good for you, and that works for you. But for me, in my particular uh, day job, I can't have that. So 
uh, I've listed out a couple cars to uh, compare and get your expertise on. Yeah, so I just want to start off, though, first. Like, there, I don't want to hate on the used car market. There's a lot of good used product out there. I know in some of our other casts, earlier ones, where we were talking about valuation with, say, um, buying a, a used electric-powered vehicle. I know we discussed that a number of yes. casts ago. Um, so just this whole thing, yeah, like I have bought in my life a number of used vehicles, and I have, you know, no, no qualms there, no issues. But I've also seen, you know, and with that, I know what I'm looking for. And so I have seen a number of horror stories of people buying it, something that, oh, yeah, I've got a used car, great deal. And then the other shoe drops. And what happens? They found oh, out it wasn't well. a good deal after all. You know, it, it just you got to be careful. You do have to be careful. Um, not though they say that, you know, there isn't good deals and value out there in the used car market. But right now, frankly, um, obviously everyone's financial situation is going to be different. I fully, fully sympathize with that. Sure. But you have to think about that some of these car dealers, manufacturers, I should say, sorry, are quite literally paying you almost to take the damn car off the lot. Well, this is kind of the purpose of me doing it now. So I've got a seven-year-old car, Ooh, and yeah. it's, you know, it's it's reliable, but it's at that point where things are starting to slowly go wrong. You know, I might need Freon. Um, you know, you got to bleed your brakes, which I probably should have already done by now. Minor, de- minor details on the brakes. That's what we use parachutes for. Free on. I always <laughs> like to go to the 260 uh, air conditioning. So as long as you're doing 60 miles an hour with the windows down, you, there's all the free on you need. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I do fully understand. You get to a point, I always tell people, you get to a point where you have to sort of sit down and look at the, the numbers. Um, obviously, the finances you're in your household, everyone's going to be different, do need to add up and make sense. But as an example, um, you know, I, I look at it as okay. The car is seven years old, and that's fine. Is the body in good shape? Yes, it is. Okay, next. Now I'm noticing, no, the body's all right, but we're getting a number of mechanical issues starting to creep up. Some stuff being maintenance, which is to be expected. Other stuff though is starting stuff starting to break, and you know, so I, I that's where I start to break down. Hey, maybe now it's cheaper for me, or in your case, you, to be getting into a new car. Yes. Paying zero percent financing, and they're going to give me a cash back credit of blah 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 blah, and free winter tires for three months, and yeah, yeah, and it's like all of a sudden that's how I start to to rationalize out a new car. So you know, I, I don't want to by any means, uh, you know, talk, like or hate on anyone that is out there uh, looking at a used car. There is a lot of good value out there. You just got guys and girls be really careful with what you're getting into. You are always going to have, you know, I always love it. And this is from the dealership days or even the, uh, when you you see it on a used car lot, you pop the hood and instantaneously, boom, everything's been, you know, nicely, uh, engine shampooed. You say, oh, well, yeah, I want the engine to look clean. Yeah, sure. You want it to look clean. And I also want to see where the original leaks were before they cleaned it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, that like, I'm, I'm not, I know we're not talking used cars today, but I've just, Guys and girls, just be careful. If you are getting into a used car, just be careful. Uh, know what you're buying. Know your market value as to what that car should be worth. And don't get it emotionally attached and then overpay for something that essentially is, a, unfortunately, a depreciating asset. I couldn't agree with you more. And I mean, I mean, the car used car market is important to look at. And I think another day from today, we'll do another segment talking about used cars, the type of cars we should be looking at if we are in the used uh, car market. And what are kind of like the tattletale signs of like 
buyer beware. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah, so you said you're looking at a minivan and you trade it in your balls. And uh, what else did you have to uh, ask them? Well, I'd probably trade yours in because mine are worth more. <laughs> <laughs> go deep. <laughs> Woo! Always go deep. Okay, so I've got a, cu- a couple cars here I've got listed. So I just kind of did a basic Google search. And, and I think everybody that's in that market should be doing also the same. So um, I've even got like a list. And I think this is like a U.S. Uh, website. So it may not directly re- uh, reflect uh, the Canadian market, but I would imagine mm-hmm. it wouldn't be too much different. So anyways, here's how it was listed. The number two car was tied. Uh, so they said the Honda Civic and the Mazda 3 were tied for two. And yep. I mean, this is probably in U.S. dollars, but they're saying the average cost was about 22000 so yep. that's, that's not terrible. And you're going to be financing or leasing in most cases, unless you're a drug dealer. Sorry. I mean, uh, unless you're really good with your money. And uh, <laughs> Well, I can tell you've been looking at my mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and when, for all your uh, Colombian distribution needs, please come too. I don't think that's Antrax, just by the way. Anyways, <laughs> that white powder that's getting in. Full disclosure, I do not traffic nor sell. <laughs> no, no, he does. Nobody does on this show that I'm aware of. And it's none of my business if they do. <laughs> Uh, and now a message brought to you by our sponsors. Yeah. So the third car that was listed, um, actually, they didn't have a third car. It went right to the fourth. And the fourth one was the Kia Forte. It was uh, rated like uh, number fourth and, or four. And it was 17000 uh in price. And it got, you know, mixed reviews. It looked nice. It, like it. The one thing I have to tell you with uh, when it comes to Kia or, or even Hyundai is I have to wonder, why are we putting the the brake lights and the signals, or maybe not the brake lights, but the signals and the reverse lights on the bumper? Like, to me, that's just asking for easy money. I like them a little, like, everyone's going to, you know, give a different answer. I think, like, you know, some of it's a styling cue. I like the more up in the body. I don't, like... Everyone's gonna have a different answer. You'd have to talk to the manufacturer as an example of why they decided or who just you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, why did John DeLorean have golf wing doors? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like everyone has a different idea when they're 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 doing these, whether it's like a, I'm sure there's various things that would factor into it in terms of cost or easeability when they are assembling the vehicles. Um you know, there there's there's various rhymes or reasons. Um I just, I just wanted to say, like, right off the hop, when, when we, you said, yeah, we're going to talk about new cars and, you know, something that is economical to get into, reasonably priced, and, and is going to go the distance, unlike yourself, is... Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> is, your no, mom. Right, right. Well, oh, <laughs> Low blow. Low blow of the day. Low blow. And get that man a trophy. But, uh, no, like, I, right off the hop, I wanted to say, like, I, instantly I thought... Honda Civic or Toyota Corolla? Well, it's Boom. funny you said Toyota Corolla because Toyota Corolla was actually rated number eight, which I found weird because I always thought they were very a reliable. But uh, according to what I was doing in my Google, uh, my my Google, my Google uh, research is it was basically saying that um, despite popular belief, the Toyota Corolla will only last maybe one more year than a high-end Elantra, which kind of shocked me a little bit. I called BS. That's my personal belief. Personally, I've seen. I mean, how many times I've seen like a '98 Toyota Corolla still rolling the streets? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I call yes. I think a lot of it, especially with any car, though. Really, I mean, we've talked about maintenance. 
Um, yes. And, you know, maintenance, as I've always said, is underrated. Uh, you you got to keep up on it. you got to, you know, everything from washing the damn car to changing the oil. People are like, oh, well, there's still oil in the car. Well, of course there's still oil in the car. But, you know, it starts to burn. It starts to cake on. And no wonder you're having issues. When the consistency well, oh, is like uh, cottage cheese, but obviously not the same color as cottage cheese, you have a problem. I'm not even sure what you were talking about, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking no, you know about what? oil, like, you fucker. <laughs> no, but like basically, is, I I I would still rate the coral up there. I would I I would bet you dollars to donuts it, it would probably do better than they're saying. Um, but I mean, you know, again, everything done comes down to maintenance. Uh, you you know, that's like anything. It's like a house. You, for certain times, you gotta, you know, that's just the way it's gonna be. So I, I call a little bit of BS there. Fair enough. Well, talking about the Hyundai Elantra, it was rated number seven with a price tag of twenty one thousand six hundred ninety. And I've owned a uh, Elantra, and as a beater, car, your luck. I've I've had nothing to report about it in 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 any form of negativity, which is odd, right? Because I mean, you look at the uh, Elantra, and I mean, it's just, it's I think it's partly owned by Kia and vice versa for Kia. And you're like, eh, you know, this is just the car you get because you can't afford the uh, the top three in North America. But uh, I got to tell you, I've, I've probably had a lot less problem with this car than a lot of people have had with the uh, the domestic three, if you will. All right. This is where I don't like to go in. Obviously, anyone that knows me personally knows I'm a huge purist for JM. I'm a huge purist for General Motors, uh, specifically Chevrolet. A little bit of Ford stuff, uh, predominantly like their muscle car stuff and some of their trucks, you know, Dodge, not as much, but I, I am, you know, full thing. I do like my domestic cars. Okay. The, the, where the, the buck has to stop, though, is, is if you said, okay, Mofo, here's 25K, you get to buy one car, and it's got to last you, I don't know, whatever the time. What are you going with? Are you going with like a, a Dodge Caliper? Or are you going with a, a Honda a Honda Civic? I, tell you, I ain't going with a Dodge. You're going to go with that Honda Civic. Yeah. 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 Or Toyota Corolla or Camry. You know what I mean? That's just the... And that being said, that being said, like I'm not going to sit here and, and not, you know... We're not... Back in the day, I had a, 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 G, a J-Body from GM, so a, a Sunfire, a Cavalier Sunfire, same thing. Sunfire? Do they even uh, make those... No, 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 they discontinued. Of course but you I had one, didn't you? Of, like, no, of course I had one. You put your um, own uh, custom uh, sunroof in there too, didn't you? you got it had a factory out. sunroof, son. I'd, uh, if you're going to try and burn MoFo, make sure you got your back straight. I wasn't uh, stalking you at that time, I'm sorry. Well, I saw you in the garden, but I was all, I just thought you had Down syndrome. Uh, I was probably just looking at your wife, but I mean... Oh, wow. <laughs> Just joking. We Go can deep. see that there is no shame here, everybody. <laughs> and for looking at my wife's future inspections, please drop by too. Yeah. yeah. Ratemywife.com. No, um, <laughs> no, so th- there there are good domestics that are out there currently or that have been, you know, but just generally speaking, if, if you said mofo, your honest opinion, you get one crack at this, what do you what are you gonna buy for your dollar? I'm gonna go for go for a Honda, I'm gonna go for a Toyota, you know. Yeah, um, Hyundai, like all these companies have really come a long way. Big time. But I can't say that I'd be rushing in to buy a Kia. I just can't. 
Well, Kia you know? is the pretty much the same Korean company as Elantra. They both own stocks. I know, each but other. for me, it's psychological. Like as weird as that sounds, like it's just okay. Well, I, I mean, you know, but you know, whatever, right? Like it's nothing wrong with it. it just, no. it just it wouldn't be my first thing. I'd be going for a Honda, a Toyota. Mazda makes a good product again. Um, you know, I know like the CX five, the CX threes. You know, good little like commuter run around, zip around cars. Um, Mazda, you know, again though, like they've they've always made a good product. Yep. Um, I, I would say dollar for you know dollars and cents wise, I, I could see a, I could see a Mazda being ranked up there with a Honda. Um, I feel though like just Honda, like I, I like Honda a little better when they were factory NA motors, normally aspirated before they started really getting into the turbo stuff on the street. And yeah. I know a lot of the pure um, horsepower guys, much like myself would argue a mofo i mean you know forced induction you know now they're finally getting into the turbo game and you know like developing stuff from formula one i get it guys girls i get it i just think though like when you look at as an example you would take a 1.8 or a 1.6 honda motor you i mean you do whatever you want to the damn thing as long as you put some oil in it or maybe no oil it would still run yeah don't try the wd-40 trick i watched that one on youtube and it didn't end well no no i would not uh you know like there's just because it works on YouTube for five minutes, guys, does not mean you should go out and try it on your own personal vehicle. I can tell you that much. But it was kind of but, funny when I did watch the guy do the WD 40 for the engine. He said right from the beginning it was going to blow up. And uh, I mean, I I got to tell you, those cylinders have probably never moved so quickly in their life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was squeaky the, clean the, before the, the cylinder it, popped it, out the top of the it, manifold. It, it, it does start to make for some pretty interesting uh, YouTube videos. I'll say that. Like, I, you do have to you have to give credit to these guys where credit is due. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, like, you know, if I if it was me, I'd be looking at a Corolla. Um, I would consider Mazda. I'm not so much in like into the cars. I'm more like the SUV or crossover stuff. Like the uh, like I said, a, a CX5, a CX9 being a little bigger. Um, you know, but Hondas. I mean. God, the, the only thing with Honda I don't like is where they're, they're doing with that ridge line. I don't like the ridge line, but you're talking to someone that likes their trucks. And, like, along with that, I like a full-frame truck. You know, and that's obviously off-topic. I'm just saying, you know, I think otherwise, um, Honda, you know, the, a lot of the import companies make a good product. Nissan, but Nissan, you just get up in, like, up in terms of the dollars and cents a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, Toyota, Honda, like, Good, good, good stuff there. I don't think you can really go too wrong, but again, you got to uh, know your product when you're going in, and that will be like, I mean, our segue now when you're going into the dealership. Okay, so now that you brought up going into the dealership, I'm so glad you did bring that up there, Mofo, because I'm sure you haven't done that in a while. But uh, going in the dealership, so let's say I got I got this car. Let's say we're going to go for the Honda Civic. You suggested mm-hmm. the Honda Civic. I like the look of it. It's a nice car. It functions. It's got an eco mode. I'm about it, okay? So I'm going in the dealership. Now, how do I negotiate price in your opinion? Well, first thing you do is you walk in, you hike up your skirts. <laughs> well, then I don't think they're going to be helping me because they were not <laughs> expecting the elephant's nose to come out. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, so <laughs> I mean, either way, like a, there's, there's a lot of very good dealers out there. There are some that are, you know, more sharkish type thing and are going to try and get you. But basically... You know, I would recommend anyone do your research. This is going to be one of the bigger investments or bigger purchases, I should say. It's hard to say investment, but purchase that you are going to make next to, say, a home or a property. So if you're going into the dealer, know already or have a good 
guideline of what you want out of that vehicle. And what I mean by that is you want to know what you plan to do with the vehicle so that you know, okay, this car has this engine, this engine option. Well, I know I've got a family of five, so I'm going to maybe go with this option just because it'll give a little bit more room, a little bit more cargo space, or it's going to give me a little more power to the engine so I'm ripping down the highway that I'm not feeling like, oh, I got you know a family of five and the mother-in-law in the trunk and things are bogged down. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask why you have your mother-in-law what? in the trunk. but yeah. Where am I? Thank God there's that glow-in-the-dark pull switch, right? Even though she can't hop out when it's in uh, full motion. For full legalities, I cannot discuss the pull switch. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, so I've got this information in my head, so I know that, okay, this car... So you're, you're, you're walking into the dealer, and you've yeah. got the salesman or woman walking up, and they're very friendly, and that's great. They, everyone, you have to remember, they're there at the end of the day to sell you a product, and they're there to upsell. You come in, I want just a base model with the hubcap, and of course, no one wants hubcaps anymore, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I just want this or that, and don't worry, and I'm, I'm going to grind this guy or girl down on price, because I know I've got this. And after five minutes of conversation, you've been greased up a little bit. And guess what? Now you're buying the aluminum alloy wheels. You're buying a, a full maintenance package. And, uh, you know, you're, you're 12 grand more than you thought you wanted to be spending. And so I, I think it's key. You've got to go in with a plan. You've got to go in already having, you may not fully understand everything you're looking at or reading. You may not understand what a, a full, uh, you know, what, what the electric parking brake assist is or, or what this and that means. Other than, okay, it says it's a standard thing versus this one here has rear drum brakes. Yes. This one here is this. Uh, okay, that's to do with the brakes. Okay. It doesn't matter that you fully understand it other than you know, I want this, this, and this. Everything else, if it comes on that model, perfect, whatever. Know what you guys want. Know what you want to spend. Otherwise, you will get greased up a little bit there. It's just the inevitable. They want it like a lot of the dealerships, not all work on commission and sure. uh the guys and girls are going to be trying to upsell that's where they make then their dollars and cents okay so, so don't be surprised there uh here's my next question there mofo if i can so let's yeah. say you come in you know what you want and they're they're trying to do the upsell and they're trying to like so let's look at some of the stuff that maybe are not necessary if you're just looking to get a, a good deal on a car so the first thing i always find that they try to sell me when i go in the dealership uh, is uh, air. the air in your tires yes no, I said hair, not air. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying air. Yeah, so like, you can keep your um, hair to yourself. So obviously, air is already going to come in the tires. Some of them will try and say, "Well, we do nitrogen for a, yes. a nominal fee." You know what, guys? I'll tell you quick in thirty seconds. Nitrogen will not lose its air pressure or will not drop off as quickly as air will. Um, is it necessary? Is it going to make you a better motorist on the road? No. Are you going to feel the car any differently? Oh, that nitrogen in my car makes me corner better. No. But guess what? You just paid $45 more for it. So if it makes And you can better, only get it at your dealership for free uh, for top-ups. Yes, sir. You named it. And hey, upsell one. And while you're in here getting your nitrogen topped up, guess what? We also see that your cabin air filter looks a little dirty. And boom, you're greased. Right. So, I mean, again, something like that, I would not worry about, um, you know, if they offer as part of the thing or what I like to call it, when you're negotiating, you start telling them, I want nitrogen, you know, boom. And you're, because you have to always be prepared. You are quite prepared. Or I always am when I go to a dealer to literally walk up or get up and walk out. I have zero emotional attachment to the dealer. Bingo. You know, if the dealer takes care of me, that being said, I will always, you know, I will always, you know, go there first and talk to them. I know the last time I bought my Silverado, 
uh, the dealer, the, the manufacturer, um, and the, the salesmen were all very good, professional, knew the product lineup. And, you know, I would go back in a heartbeat, no issue. But don't, don't go in and think, oh, just because I walked in and I started talking to Steve or Susie that I need to stay talking to Steve or Susie. If they don't know their product lineup and or they're making you feel uncomfortable or pressured, you know what? You just, oh, okay, I'll think about it. You turn around, walk out, and you go to the next dealer where you're not feeling those sense of emotions. Buying a car should not be a stressful thing. It is. It's always going to be a stressful thing when you're trying to go over the things. But, you know, they, they, if they're trying to upsell you too much and you're not feeling comfortable, you get out of it. Okay, so... One of the things, sorry. So I, I just want to go this. One of the big upsell things I find a lot of people are saying is like, you know, oh, you need the extended warranty. It's, it's a really good idea to get the extended warranty. Oh, so you don't make a reliable product? Oh, no, no, we do, sir. Well, you're really pushing this extended warranty. So right there, boys and girls, think about how long you want to keep this new car or used car or if it's a lease or whatever the deal is. The yes. point is, if you're not going to be keeping it more than like three years or something, do you really need the, the new car warranty, the extended warranty, I should say? Probably not. That's going to save you about three to five grand, depending on the model and all the the bells and whistles. Well, not to mention yeah. they also when you go see the closer because there's always a closer. So you have your oh, main guy, yes. and then the yes. closer that talks the talk. And uh, I'll tell you a quick situation. And I know you wouldn't believe it if I told you, but uh, I'll tell you anyways. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I'm driving along this one. <laughs> driving along the 401, blew my tire. Right, it's the middle of the winter, and when I bought my car, I was told, okay. Well, you've got an extended eight-year warranty, and I'm like, great. Okay, so I got peace of mind. So you would think that that would mean that whatever the original warranty is, so the manufacturer warranty outside the extended, that would mean that you would get towing because you paid extra. So I was surprised at 4 o'clock in the morning when I'm calling uh, the phone number, and they're like, well, it shows that you don't have towing. I'm like, bro, I've got towing. I've got an eight-year extended warranty. If you don't get the fuck down here and fix my wheel i'm going to come over to the dealership in the next hour because i won't be going to work and i will be pulling that cocksucker over the counter in which there's like we're going to send out a tow truck guy came out looked at it put on the, the spare tire because i mean i mean i could do it myself but i've already paid for it right mm-hmm. so i get to the dealership and he goes you know what we're going to waive this one i'm like i, I looked at the sales manager i'm like pardon like we're gonna waive this, you know. Um, you were, you know, it's a hundred thousand or five years, and your vehicle's five years now. So I was like, um, no, I've got an eight-year extended warranty. He's like, well, uh, yeah, I understand that. We only ex- we only give the uh, tow truck now for, uh, you know, hundred uh, hundred and twenty thousand or seven years. I'm like, I have an extended warranty. What part of that are you missing? I've paid extra. Why Always would... key, guys and girls. Keep your documentation. Anything that you sign from the dealer, it becomes a legal statement or a document. You uh, you sign that when you're buying your car. Um, you know, and if they offer five free oil changes that are covered up into say a hundred thousand kilometers, you keep you keep all that stuff because you never know when you know John or Susie yeah. dealership are going to all of a sudden get amnesia and not remember who you are or what they you know signed on or said to when they were trying to sell that vehicle out the door. So you always you got to keep track of that sort of stuff because you could get hosed. Well, luckily for me, I didn't get hosed. And by the end of it, he said I understood and then was trying to sell me a new vehicle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's funny how that works. It's funny, yeah. you know? The greasing, right? So anyways, obviously, I didn't buy a new vehicle. Excuse me. I didn't buy a new vehicle. But uh, here I am today in the process of uh, deciphering, first of all, which one uh, fits my budget. And then second of all, the one that I'm going to get the, the most bang for my buck. And I don't mean the kind that you get when you go to a gentleman's club. 
Well, you heard I was at the brass rail, huh? Uh, I heard you were the one laying next to the brass rail, but I mean, listen, I, I don't need to go. sidewalk, really. I mean, I was more so just inspecting the concrete. Coronavirus. All right, so we got the aspect of going into the dealership and, uh, you know, remembering, uh, remembering rather, when you uh, deal with the closer, he's going to give you a spiel. Anything you decide or don't decide, make sure it's put down in writing. You've signed off. You said, no, fuck it. I don't want that. Stop harassing me. Okay, let's say, in my case, I want this car for eight years. Should I consider the extended warranty or should I say, fuck it, I might get rid of it in seven years? Listen, it's all going to depend on the number of electronics and various things that you have ordered. If you're ordering more of, say, of a base model that doesn't have as many of the bells and whistles, you don't need to worry about a, a generally an extended warranty. A lot of the new manufacturers, these cars will go eight or ten years. People are generally trading their vehicles in sooner because of boredom or fatigue of having the same vehicle. And they see something that catches their eye and, oh, I want that. If you do your maintenance, as we've always said in other casts, you know, the car or the truck, it will, it'll, you know, it'll go fine, generally. Being said, if you're in some of the more uh, exotics, the Audi, some of the stuff where there is more, you know, onboard electronics, more technology being pushed, and that's where it's the first year for that model or a new design, you know, you might want to consider the extended warranty then just based on, that there's bound to be some hiccups and trials and tribulations along the way. If you are, though, buying something that has already been on the market three or four seasons, years, sorry, and, hey, this motor or this drivetrain tight, trusted, and true, or I've read all the reviews, and I always recommend guys, girls, read the reviews before you go in there. Know what you are walking into so that you're, not, you're in the headlights. And if the reviews all say, hey, no issues, car's great, then you know what? Don't waste your three or 4000 on an extended warranty. But if they're saying, hey, every every third person saying, oh, my transmission let go or the torque converter clutch solenoid failed on me or the the the, you know, the ring and pinion starts making noise at 80,000 clicks, guess what? Get the extended warranty. It'll save you some time in the long run. But it's well, no, uh... something that's tried, tested, and true and not a lot of issues to save your time. In all honesty, I think the ringing and pinging is just you shaking your head. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> shaking something, but... Uh... So, MoFo, before we uh, close off on this, and I think I want to uh, look at used cars, mar- uh, the used car market next, and the best way to go about that in another podcast, what can you tell me about the upcoming... Uh, the re- uh, Is it the rest of the upcoming season in NASCAR that's coming up shortly, or...? Uh... Well, we're, we're going to be coming up to the playoffs, so you're going to have a lot of... Uh... We have a lot of uh, teams hoping, praying to get into the chase. You know, I know we got Johnson about four points back right now going into Daytona. You got various cars that uh, are right on that cut line. So you are, um, you know, you're you're going to have some used cars coming up for sale for sure because those guys get beat up at Daytona, get beat up at some of these races. They're going to be selling stuff off after for sure. We bet that. But no, you know what? I just I just want like finished off. When you're going to the dealer, guys, always remember that they are there to make money. Yes, they are going to be polite. They're going to be friendly. They have to be polite and friendly. Otherwise, they're not going to be in business. You know it. Um, you know, know your product. Know your thing. If you're going to invest $900 into a new iPhone and you're going to know that it comes with this feature, this, this, and this, guess what? If you're going to spend 35 or 25 k on a vehicle, take 10 minutes and read through the manual. Read through the brochure, I should say. Sorry. Understand what you're getting, what you're buying. And know that, you know, when you go into the dealers, then there's always going to be maintenance stuff that you do have to do. But again, it's going through your manual and knowing, oh, this car with flyers are 
requires a brake to flush at 80,000 kilometers, and that the, the calipers have to be uh, serviced and adjusted at 60,000. As an example, then you're not going in at 40,000, the mechanic saying, oh, yeah, these really need to be done, and this and this, and, you know, you're getting upsold a bunch of things that you don't need or that your warranty is not saying that you have to do. Um, you know, so there's... <laughs> Again, John, we, we could do a whole other cast on like the little trials and tribulations and um, upsell things that go on within the dealer. That could be, you know, a little bit of a thing. But just in my experience, you've got to go in. Otherwise, you'll have the uh, the sales guy having you bent over the uh, the table. Well, I'm sure you're used to that, but I do really appreciate you taking the time and uh, wow. give us uh, some There's expertise. There's no safe zone here, is there? No safe zone. There definitely is no safe zone. Uh, on a positive note, uh, we have a new member of the podcast joining us very soon, and I'm very excited to uh, drop her, um, and I don't mean drop her like as off, but I mean drop her onto the podcast. So listen closely for that. I believe she does a lot of tarot card readings. So um, Mofo, if you know a lot of people that are interested in that, uh, please refer them to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and if you're uh, please asking, uh, ask for me uh, to... Uh, just give me a good reading, even if it's bad, change the cards around, throw them over the shoulder. Just give me something good to look at, you know? I'll try not to give you the hangman. Anyways, oh, wow. <laughs> Mofo, thank you for joining us on the show once again, and I cannot wait until the next time we talk. I look forward to it, and uh, remember everyone, always go deep. Always go deep. Go deep. Thank you for listening to GDP. Go Deep the Podcast. You can find us on all forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You're always welcome to reach out to our cast members, Sternzy, Motorsports Mofo, Lord Fawn, Big Mikey, T.O. Big Show, and Sassy K. Thank you for listening and your support. Go Deep.